grab your favorite beverage, kick up your feet as you ascend with me into the joy portal of soul reflections, fresh perspectives, fun ideas, and wisdom. Light to light and heart to heart. Smile and breathe even deeper as together we will soar above the perception of all hurdles and shine brightly as the light we are. Namaste and welcome to Light Laughter and Lattes. My name is Jerry Habstreet. I'm an Avesa quantum healer, medical intuitive, self-ascension intuitive counselor, and your friend and soul connection for the next hour. So thank you, everyone. I'm running a little bit late today. I'm supposed to be on at four, so that's okay. Still here, had some technical difficulties, so even outside of a retrograde, that still happens sometimes. So thank you everyone for listening, everyone on Facebook, Oneness Talk Radio, Oneness Talk Radio YouTube, Spotify, Anchor, and all the affiliates. Welcome. I am so glad you are here today. And so um, all of you that are listening who may be on the path of self-ascension like myself, or the path of upliftment, or even just the path of living a better life, um, you know that it takes a lot of work, a lot of personal healing, and it takes a lot of support from others who are on the path as well, who can give you ideas, who can assist with the energy, who can just be there to listen. And so, um, and as you all know, as a conscious creator that you are, our entire life experience, everything that happens outside of us in our day-to-day -day life is a product of our energy field. And so that's not only the thoughts you think, and it's not only what you eat or who you hang around with or what your belief systems are or the dogmas that you carry. It's a product of everything, which means it's how much you've opened your heart or not the amount of forgiveness you have applied to yourself or others. It's the traumas that are still held in your body. It's what you've held on to and what you've let go of, all of it. And so if you are seeking to live a more fulfilled life, more joy, more peace, to, even, to create your dreams, the healing work, the internal work of releasing the past, past is absolutely necessary. And there's many ways to do this. As an Avesa quantum healer, I work with clients doing that. And so there's lots of um, techniques and tools that can assist you to do that. And I love learning about more because there's always some new techniques. There's always new ways. And it's so great to learn from someone who has used these things on, their, on themselves or other people. And so I have just one of those people here with me today. His name is Dane Stevens, and he is the creator of what is called, he's calling the NTHP, which is a neuro trauma healing process. Um, he is the author of the book called Reclaim Your Power to Create Your Best Life, and he's a healer. And so I'm going to welcome Dane right now. Hi, Jerry. Welcome, Dane. Hi. Hello. Thanks for having <laughs> glad me. To have you, glad to have you here. Thank you. 
You're looking a little fuzzy from my end. Hopefully it's more clear on Facebook, but you know, you, okay, you never know. We are having a little technology. Yeah, I guess yeah, it's Yeah, you're like a little clearer now. There you go. Yeah, it seems clear on my side. Both of us seem clearer from, from what I'm seeing. So hopefully that's what- You're good now. I'm seeing you nice and clear now. Nice, nice, nice. So share with me, um, Share with me your journey, because obviously you had quite a journey that caused you to create a, a neurotrauma healing process. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I had no intention of becoming a trauma specialist. Uh, apparently it was in the cards. And uh, for me, what happened for me is I was doing quite well in my life, actually. Um, very successful business, making good money and traveling and, and uh, life was good in all areas except for my relationships. And there I would continue to uh, self-sabotage and destroy re relationships prematurely and seek intimacy elsewhere immediately. And that became such a pattern. It's like, hmm, you know, you know, the commonality is me. So, you know, what's going on? And it made me wonder if I dealt with a childhood abuse issue. So I went and did some groups and that didn't quite, quite uh, connect with me and I uh, did a bunch of different types of counseling and nothing seemed to really uh, work for me. And then I was referred to a therapist slash healer and she came highly recommended. So I went to, to see her and a number of sessions in, she asked me if I would like to, she said, go for a home run. That sounds fantastic. Um, but what that meant, and I knew nothing of trauma at that time and, and, you know, somewhat of, somewhat energy, but not, not that much, nothing about the nervous system or anything. And what that meant was trying to force the trauma out of me. And so I unknowingly and unwittingly said, yes, sure, let's do that. <laughs> and it, things did not go well. I remember vividly, you know, to this day, um, she had me, she did some kind of body work with me. I don't know exactly what she did actually, some kind of body work with me. I mean, twisted in different positions and tell me to go there, go there. And I remember that she said, you know, early on that this energy circuit, she called it, that stuck energy in my lower chakra, which made sense. She said that would break. And that session, a number of sessions in, it did. And when I got off the table, I was literally scared for no apparent reason jittery platelets and and it felt like i was you know, plugged into an electrical outlet i was just you know overcome with this energy and it made me feel unstable and, and scared i assumed it was just a passing energy that would move on and and i just kind of left from there and uh didn't think about it but it never did and i kept seeing her but this fearful unstable shaky energy stayed within me and the inside being the creator of the outside, my whole world started to fall apart, started to crumble. I started to lose clients and contracts and I lost the sale of a business. And uh, I was broke within 18 months. And uh, she stopped seeing me because I ran out of money, but I think as much so or even more so because she didn't know how to fix or, or, or heal what she did. And I remember literally yelling at her on the phone, you can't leave me like this. Um, but it's, you know, it, it was done and it was done. It was sort of opened up, shall we say. And this energy was, was uh, so alive in me. It uh, was like my nervous system was revving out of control. 
And uh, there I was left hanging, trying to figure out what the heck happened to me and how to get my life back. So that put me on a search. And it took me five years to find somebody who could tell me what happened. And ironically enough, Hazel, who was a, a trauma specialist, had the same thing happen to her. She had a, a therapist try to force a trauma to her and messed her up. And now she's a trauma specialist. So, so meeting her gave me great hope. And she uh, taught me how the nerve system works. She was a student of Peter Levine. And she also did some of Bert Hellinger's work and, and some of uh, uh, Van, Van der Besselkolk's work. So she was, you know, really understood the nervous system and trauma. So I got to understand the nervous system and trauma, but I didn't get the full relief, didn't get the relief that I, I wanted or needed there. Uh, it wasn't until I stumbled across uh, John Bradshaw, his work, and uh, the left-right brain process where I made the connection. And uh, when I made the connection, it, it, it excited me to no end because I literally connected with that wounded, scared part in me. So I tried to, I worked on my own trying to do that work and trying to bring that part to feel safe and, and bring that part back into the present. And I couldn't do it. I couldn't make that part, couldn't create the level of trust, couldn't make that part feel safe enough for that energy to unfreeze. And I still stayed in that fight or flight uh, feeling uh, even after I made that connection. So I continued searching again for somebody who did this work or knew this work or would do it with me. And it took me another bunch of months because I couldn't find anybody who did this uh, left, right, right brain type of work. Um, I couldn't find any. I even tried to talk counselors into it. I scoured the internet until I, and I couldn't find anybody who would do it with me. And I found somebody literally across the street from me, Mary Hoffman, who had done this work and was willing to do this work with me. So I worked with Mary for about two months, maybe even a little bit less, and I got relief. And, you know, I knew I had the connection. So working with somebody else um, that had an outside view and understood the subconscious mind helped me to come to a point of relief. And after that, I took the work over on my own. And the, the, the process that I teach now just kind of flowed out of me. And it's not new. The left right brain process isn't new. It's just never been developed. And I do not know why, because it's very simple. And it's very, it just shows us how we work. It gives us um, direct access to our subconscious mind in a safe and gentle manner and therefore allows us to bring things to resolution, not have to keep coping with them or something to uh, compensate for it or try to blow through it or a medication. It will allow us to bring it to, to resolution. So that's the story of how it all began. And, and yes, there's lots of stories <laughs> within that story, but that, that's how the process came to be. And uh, like I say, it's not new. It's just that nobody's developed it and it is simple and uh, it works. It will allow you to uh, bring your issue to, to resolution, to full healing. So, yeah. so you, had, you had some childhood trauma? Yeah, I, it was a sexual abuse issue from six to eight years old. And, uh, you know, just an, an earlier um little bit of, of myself earlier, I forgot about it, forgot about it for about 17 years, I think. And I had an awakening through my first love relationship. Imagine that, where that energy came up and I remembered. And obviously you can't forget. It was just so scary. So uh, overwhelming for my young mind that I couldn't handle it. I just stuffed it away and it came up. And that was really where I had my real spiritual awakening 
was that time. So it was very dualistic because I literally discovered the light within me, the, the life within me. Uh, but I also remember that. So it was very dualistic because I felt that heightened uh, sense of awareness in life. And I still had that woundedness that I was dealing with. So it was uh, very interesting. And that was in my early 20s. And it never got dealt with. I, I, I saw counselors and so on and learned to meditate, which was great. But it never got to a place of being dealt with until I had such a pattern in my 30s that I realized that I need to look at this. I, I you know, can't sustain an intimate relationship. Why? And uh, that's what put me on the the initial search. So, yeah. I, I have seen so many of my clients that have had sexual abuse issues. It is more common than I ever even knew possible. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I heard of females like one of the two potentially, like, holy cow. Right, and, and, and when it happens as a child, they don't, well, first of all, they don't feel safe to release it. They don't know who to go to, and they don't have the capacity to process that energy. And, and, and so many children aren't even supported in their temper tantrums, which is what's needed to release that energy, just a good scream yell and a, you know, a two-year-old temper tantrum. Yeah. So that energy just, yeah. go ahead. Oh, so you had to cry for help. Right, right. Yeah. And that energy just gets stored. So like Pandora's box, like within you, which got released through <laughs> largely through a healer. Um, yeah. But then your whole life experience goes forward and you're creating a less than experience because of that energy that's contained within you that hasn't been resolved. Yeah. And so I love that you... Um, now, did you design this process yourself or is this a combination of several processes you had learned and you found that this the so, process worked the best? Actually working in the left right brain process, it, it, it's been used as a one shot to deal with the, but it's a relationship and it's never been built into the fullness of what it is. It is about connecting, yes, and giving yourself what you need, but it doesn't end. It can't end. Or you're putting that part bad in the back in the closet or ignoring yourself or whatever. So it, it is a continuum. It is a relationship. And when I say this, it doesn't mean we're staying in healing forever. No, no, you're not learning your story more. It doesn't take that long when we make the connection and we're able to give that part of us, whether it be a child who didn't get what he needed that at that time or she needed that time. When we do that, all of a sudden, that pattern, that looping in the ner nervous system unfreezes and they come back into present time. So th that's just the start. That's the healing aspect. But what I didn't know about this is when I was doing my work, I just wanted relief. I just want to get out of fight or flight. I was just, you know, revving out of control continually. So when I was able to bring these parts back into the present moment and, you know, get the healing, I need to give these parts what they needed. What happened is these tapes, you know, slow down and stop looping within us and it creates space. And what gets filled with that space is what I'll say who we really are, our higher consciousness. And that means peace and power and creativity and health and harmony and you know well-being and that's what naturally flows through us and i didn't expect that at all it's just like i wanted relief 
but that relief, that, that space gets filled with this higher consciousness, which is wise. And that's the relationship. As Dr. Bradshaw said, the wounded child becomes the wonder child. And that's exactly right. These chronic conditions, these addictive behaviors, these unwanted behaviors that we experience are actually segues that allow us to enter into that higher consciousness. It kind of seems like a bad joke sometimes, <laughs> but uh, that's been my experience and that's my experience with clients is that relationship uh, turns into a divine relationship. Yeah, so. Right, so it's, it, what it really is too is it's a super resistance energy because we're on some level we're resisting that higher consciousness that truth of who we are and um and in many cases like yours when you're a young child you come in to get that experience so then you can be the teacher later of helping other people through it by, well, by, go ahead yeah i yeah, know i just say and you know i you know i met hazel who had a trauma force out of her. Now she's a trauma specialist. Right. And, you know, I'm, I'm going to disclose something, which, you know, there's another book coming out. My second book is called Unleash Your Genius. And it goes into the empowerment aspect. And the first line of that book is, it says, and now the truth. Because the truth is, I know that I asked for that experience. And that's just not an ethereal thing. I can tell you exactly where and when I asked for it. Unwittingly, again, unknowingly, but I asked to actualize my full power, to release all of my fear. I asked for that. And I look back and go, wow, what was I thinking? <laughs> and but So it took me a long time to forgive that person who, who tried to force, who, who did force a trauma to me. And I don't ever condone trying to force a trauma out of somebody. But I also know that she was just doing what I asked her to do. Right. So kind of a dualistic thing there. It took a long time to forgive her, you know, and it's kind of unfortunate because, you know, I completely forgive her and I tried to connect with her and she won't, she hasn't gone back to me. And, uh, I think I might have freaked her out a little bit because I was, I was a mess. I was, uh, yeah. But yeah, yeah I, I know that I asked for that. And, I want to, that's going to take that a little further. When we do our inner work, we can't go into spiritual bypass of, oh, it's all good, it's all God. True statement. But if we still have a screaming wounded part within us, then we're not fully aligned with our nature, with higher consciousness, with spirit. So we do have to let ourselves be angry or mad or, you know, sad or, or whatever that is. We have to let that energy out and uh, to bring it back into this present moment. So, yeah. Absolutely. So walk, walk me through a little bit. So I do something called tapping. I'm sure. Have, have you heard of tapping? EFT, yeah. Emotional freedom technique. Okay. So I do something that's like a laser focus of that. It's breaking down the trauma into layers and tapping on the layers. And so, so let's say someone's coming to you with a trauma. Can you, can you walk through the process a little bit and share how you do it? Sure. So how we access a trauma is through emotion. And that's where 
when something is up, whether it be anger, frustration, fear, resentment, whatever that is, it's up for healing. And as we know in the healing world, if you can't feel it, you can't heal it. So that emotion is what allows us to go in and access that. And we do a snapshot is how we access that emotion. And through the snapshot, we get to connect with that wounded part and what they have gone through are going through at this time. And when we're able to connect with them, and we, I put the book out, Reclaim Your Power to Create Your Best Life, which introduces the neurotrauma healing process. And it was a challenge to put that book out. And the reason it was a challenge is because I don't want people getting to a place where they don't feel comfortable. I don't want people not getting the results that they can get. And overall, it's a very safe process because we're not forcing anything. We're, we're, you know, letting something out, connecting and letting it out. But safety is just paramount to me because of what I went through. But I couldn't just keep it a secret. So I put the book out there and all of the processes in the book. And after we've done our snapshot, we would then we would write a compassionate letter to this wounded part. And sometimes for males, that can be a very tough thing. A lot of times males have trouble showing themselves compassion. And with females, a lot of times they're a help everybody else at the detriment of themselves. So it really is an opportunity for people to show up for themselves, whether you be male or female. And you write the compassionate letter, and that opens you up to the left-right brain process. It's a left-right brain writing process that we work, we suggest you work with a facilitator, a trained facilitator in the start, so you can make that in a, in a certain way, in a real safe and gentle manner. And like I say, it's, it's, there's no huge risk, but yeah, if you make that relationship and that connection, um, the first thing is we know ourselves too well, and therefore we assume and don't ask the questions. That's what happened with me. I couldn't create the safety, the level of safety and trust with this part because I knew myself too well. I knew needed somebody outside of myself who had a different perspective, a different view. And the next part of that is being able to actually show up for yourself and give yourself what you need. And that means compassion. And some people, sometimes you don't have the ability to have that compassion too. So we work, you'd work with a facilitator and you would continue to build that relationship, connect intimately with that wounded part within you, literally give them a voice. And this is where, you know, a lot of times we have an idea about forgiveness or about self-love or about what we need. But what we really need to do is go inside and listen and get to know ourselves, and get to know what this part needs. And sometimes if we experience a big T trauma, we, we have a good idea. Sometimes we really don't. And that's where it gets magical when you first connect with this wounded part and give it a voice, you know, make it safe enough, create enough trust, that the, the, a level of trust where it feels safe enough to connect with you and speak with you and then to unfreeze. And in that unfreezing, you learn to give this part what it needs. At first, it will probably be something along the, along the lines of trust for sure, and then safety, acceptance, self-love, all those things. And it might come, it's not gonna come as millions of dollars trips around the world in yachts. What that part wants is you. And it might mean, you know, it might ask you to have a nap. It might ask you to work less. It might ask you to, you know, have a bubble bath, what have you. But 
it's things that will make you feel good. And those are the starter things that will really allow you to connect with this part and allow this part to trust you. Because when you ask this part what it wants and needs, and, and you know, first of all, some people haven't been able to ask what they wanted or needed growing up. So it's about making it safe enough for this part to ask and then letting this part know that it's safe to ask. And it's also about giving this part what it asks for. And when you do that, when you fulfill on giving this part what it asks for, two things happen. One is you start to understand, this part starts to learn that they can ask for what they want or need. And the second thing is that they will get it. It's a very good belief system to have within you. And you know that is really the foundation of self-love. It is understanding yourself, getting to know yourself and understand yourself first, and therefore giving yourself what you need. Does that make sense? Absolutely. And you. you're stimulating a couple of things in me because we're in such a world now of so much distraction and so much technology and any kind of unfinished business or unhealed business will come up in us um, as an anxiety, really. If you stop and look at it, you can and put hand to heart and take time to consciously release the energy, you can connect with whatever that is. But it's so easy now to go on Facebook or to send a text message or to, to find a simple way to distract yourself so you can constantly divert your attention away from the issue at hand. And wow. so um, I, I love the conversation with going in and asking that part of us and, and really going inside because the whole the whole world is like seeking to have us go outside. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We're, we're really going deep inside. Yeah, yeah. And then the other the other piece that you really stimulated in me that is so important is the compassion piece. Um, I mean that is a key, and I'm not sure how familiar you yeah. are with with dimensions. And so the compassion is the key to to entering into the fifth dimension and to anchoring there. And that's, that's a place where things just flow and things manifest instantly. Yeah. And yeah. you're uh, like in this world, but you're kind of above it. You're none of the, the attachments to what's going on around you affects you. And the key to getting there is the compassion piece. So um, I love that that's a component to your, um, yeah. to your process. Yeah. You know, and I, I have to comment with what's going on in the world today you know, even with the distractions, you know, with the pandemic, I, I look at that and it's fascinating. The whole world was brought to a stop mm -hmm. and sent home. Yep. <laughs> and, and, yeah. And, and the thing is, like you talked about, all the anxiety has been rising. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it, people have not known how to deal with this. This is such an opportunity for us. Because all this energy, and it's our collective energy, it's the collective consciousness showing us what's been stuck in our psyches, what we've been whole picturing. And we look at our world today, and it, it, it's, you know, baffling the stuff we see going on. And But if we can, like you say, take that higher perspective. And it's one thing to take higher perspective. It's another thing to do your inner work and just let that perspective, that allowance, that being, that is 
in this world, but not of this world. And when you can come to that place, you can know the truth about these experiences. And at the energetic level, it is a healing, it is a purging going on. And, you know, we talk about peace on earth and harmony and so on. And that can only happen in us. And that is how, as we do our work, we heal and come to peace and harmony with us. That's what we bring to the party. That's our contribution. So, you know, it's, it's, uh, if we wait for the world to change, if we wait for heaven to reveal, on earth to reveal itself, it, it's uh, not going to happen. So what you said, it, it's just, and we need, you know, we don't need anything. But the more people we have that have that perspective of, of observance and not buying into the external as the cause, but the effect, that's where healing and heaven on earth come from. Yeah. Right. Well, in, in my experience is when you carry that state, when you do the internal work um, through whatever process and release that past stuff and you are now anchored in that place of compassion, you literally carry, let's call it the virus of love. And yeah. so when you're out <laughs> when you're out in the world talking <laughs> and communicating and connecting with other people, they catch that from you. They can't I mean, help. No, they, they actually catch the energy because you are the example. You are carrying like a crystal, right? You can hold the crystal and, and get the energy of whatever that is. You become the living crystal of compassion or right. of joy or whatever it may be. And you are going out there infecting other people with that yeah. energy just yeah. by the work you do on yourself. Yeah, you don't need to do anything as such. Yeah, no. your energy, your beingness is having an effect and you know the great part is you know you when you heal you cannot help but affect other people like you just mentioned and and you know you get the effects and that effect gets passed on you can't help it so uh, when you look at it that way, what a wonderful world we live in, huh? <laughs> right, right. And so many, like you mentioned earlier, especially women, especially women, and I was one of them, I had to really spend a lot of time working my way out of it, where you want to put everyone first. Yeah. And it's really, really going about the way you want to get there to help others. It's really backwards. You have to work on yourself first. Yeah. <laughs> so it's an untraining because because as a woman years ago, I would have been considered selfish for putting myself right. first. Yeah. Yeah. And and you can treat your kids any way you want to. Um, but the ultimate way to help them is to be the one who has helped yourself first and they'll automatically help themselves first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. The, the selfish use the capital S and it's good. You know, you have to put yourself first because you are, you can't help, but you are a creator. You're always creating. So right. the best thing you can do for yourself, the best thing you can do for your kids, the best thing you can do for the world is do your inner work, heal. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. Absolutely. So mm -hmm. you have another piece to the neurotrauma healing process, which is the SRC, right? Um, Soul recognition, soul yeah, yeah. right? That's the, it's, I, I didn't think that people could go from dealing with a deep-seated trauma to what I'll call rising above the level of thought or, or, or uh, spiritual liberation in the same book. So I broke them into two. And the, the, uh, 
reclaim your power to create your best life, that introduces the neurotrauma healing process. But that process naturally and automatically goes into higher consciousness because when you heal and you slow down and stop those tapes, that space is created and it's naturally filled with the truth, your higher authentic self, that higher consciousness. So, and that's where the SRC work, the soul recognition work starts. And we actually go into archetypes in that. We do just the four archetypes, the warrior, the lover, the magician, and the sovereign. And in that, you get to learn how to feed yourself in these different, in these specific areas of your life, different aspects of your life. And once again, it's great because uh, you get to find out how to feed you. And in these, with these archetypes, I'll use the example of the lover. You know, for the most part, you're going to go back to, as we know, just what everything comes from our childhood. But if your lover, if you're dealing with a lover, there's a good chance he'll, that he or she will be stinted at some age. And an example of that is if you were sexually abused, I can pretty much assure you that your lover got you know, stinted at that age. So you get to go back once again and give that part of what it needs and allow that lover aspect of you to flourish and to bloom, to be. And it's really great because the whole thing of this work is, is allowing people or, or allowing yourself to be who you are, to be fully self-expressed. And there's no effort there. There's no technique. It is you being fully who you are. So it is natural to you. And it feels fantastic because it's all soul food and allowing yourself to be who you are. So uh, that's what the soul recognition work is, goes into the empowerment aspect. And even though you go into the empowerment aspect, you still have to, uh, like I say, deal with these parts that have been shut down at a certain age. But after that, you know, you'll be pushed to, to let yourself out more, to be more of who you are. So consciousness never stops. But the work really does turn into a joy and a play and, and some exciting stuff. So it's uh, travels a long way. Yeah. So if someone is interested in learning this process, is it something they could learn and do themselves just by reading the book or do they need a facilitator? So the, the book is there and the book has everything in it. And uh, you, you can use it on your own. Uh, most people are going to need some help in the start. Like I say, we don't keep our clients for long. It's you know, it's uh, it's not a quick fix. Don't get me wrong. It's a relationship, but we like to work with people until they gain what we call traction, and that is create a healthy and positive relationship with a life within you. So it's different for different people. It can't give a time frame, of course, um, but it's all in there. We suggest working with a facilitator um, if you want to try it on your own. If you need help from there, we're here. Ask questions or um, come and you know come connect with one of our facilitators. Whatever works. And uh, another thing is, is getting people trained in this because we want more people to uh, want it to be available to the people that need it and to you know, cover the, the load of people that are coming to this work. So um, to get trained, you'll have to come through us for sure. Uh, you can you know, look through the process and actually do the process yourself through the book. Yeah. Okay. So typically, is it like a you know, couple sessions, few sessions? So we do sessions in groups of 12 and in groups of 12, you will for sure be able to take the work over on your own after that because okay. you'll know because you'll be doing it for 12 sessions. And, you know, with this work, it's, it's, a, it's, a, we do it in immersion. 
because in dealing with the subconscious mind, I, I started working with people once a week in the start. And it was like pulling teeth, trying to convince that left brain or, or you know, trying to um, not go against the old ways of being. And when you do two to three times a week, you create a real momentum. And that momentum is a momentum of trust, a momentum of uh, connection. So when we do that, it really goes easier and uh, things unfreeze much faster. So, you know, a session, a group of 12 is, is pretty foundational. We also have, you can do one session if you want, like we have a group of three sessions. I feel like so there's different you can you know, try it out of course but 12 sessions uh you will have a full grasp of the of the work and know how it works and uh you, you know, potentially can take it over on your own from there if i come into if i connect with somebody who's dealing with a real deep-seated trauma uh, sometimes i will say i won't work with them unless they do 12 sessions because mm -hmm. i'm not willing to open that part up and then just, you know, let them go. So, um, yeah, it's kind of uh, me taking a stand for them <laughs> in that regard. Might seem a little, little harsh, but, uh, yeah, you know, safety for, for me is imperative. And if somebody is dealing with a real uh, highly emotional uh, experience and a highly emotional event, uh, 12 sessions is, is pretty, is required, I feel, so. Well, you we also have online stuff, and uh, yeah, so. You, you work with people online? Is that what you So we work with people one-on-one -on -one online, and we do some group stuff to introduce them online. So there's there's uh, lots of different options that uh, they can choose from. Uh, just a matter of getting the work out there in a safe and gentle manner, yeah. Okay, and then is part of the 12 sessions include the SRC part of it as well? So or we, like, um, I coached for years and I no longer coach and as I say that there's some some you know little tidbits I might throw in but for the most part you are getting your answers from within you and all the facilitator does is uh, facilitate the process and help to guide you through the maze of the subconscious mind mm -hmm. so we don't give any information you will get your answers from within you and uh, sorry, I lost track of the question. <laughs> sorry, what's oh, the question? I, well, you said you recommend about 12 sessions, and I wanted to know if the SRC piece of it oh, was some part right, of right. 12 sessions. Yeah. So even going in, we don't have any uh, preconceived idea. We let the process guide us. We kind of hold the space in that way. And some people will go faster than others. And you know, there, there's no speed limit here. You follow and, and you, you go at the speed of that inner life. So in that way, it doesn't matter what we think or how, you know, what we think you should do. It's a matter of listening to and following you. And that is the speed that you need to go at. So some people will reach the empowerment aspect in that 12 sessions, some will not. So it's kind of a toughie, but I think it's always the case with any modality. It just depends on the person, the situation, the intensity, and the duration of the what they're dealing with, and so on. So, okay, are, are you seeing more people now since the pandemic started? Is it... we've been working with people online for a few years now, so it didn't really change for us. Mm. And we've had clients from all over the world, so we've kind of had to. So mm -hmm. we've been working with people one on one online for a long time, and, and it works great. So. Um, it, it's kind of 
funny how this worked. I just did a, a book tour down the West Coast, and our last event was in Seattle on March 1st. So we just got across the border March 2nd before all the craziness broke out. Right. And we were dealing with clients um, online then. And we dropped, we had let go of our office in Vancouver. So we've now moved to this gorgeous little place called the Soyuz in, in British Columbia in Canada. And we have no office and it's all online now. So yeah, all of our one-on-one -on -one stuff and, and group stuff online, uh, it's all it's all online, yeah. Okay, so if people, anyone who's listening to this was is interested in being a facilitator, you do the training and then they can do the work online from their home. Yep, right? yep, yep. It's all, you know, and it's kind of, you become a product of the product. Um, you, of course, have to do your own work. Right. And, uh, yeah, when you come to a place of wholeness and healing, yeah, then you can pass it on. So it's, uh, yeah, kind of the obvious <laughs> in a sense. But uh, yeah, you get to learn fully this process and then help others to, to unfreeze their, uh, heal from their past too, step into their power, so. Absolutely, and, and, you, and you've, you're spot on with that. Are you, are you familiar with chakras at all? Yeah. Yeah, okay. So we, that's where the past is held on to is, is in the sacral chakra. And so, which is right below the empowerment center, which is the solar plexus. And so when that energy is freed in the, in the second chakra, all that energy comes up and moves straight to our third chakra, which is that of empowerment. So you're spot on as soon as, as soon as those traumas and any of that past stuff is healed, the, the release is almost instantly and, yeah. and then you're in a place where you can move forward easier, where you know what you want, where you can yeah. take action. And it's, it's really a good place to be. Yeah. And it's really cool working with clients where they just start setting boundaries without any animosity or any anger or any force or any, any you know, even trying for the most part. And they come back and they say, you know, this, this really relates to family because nobody pushes our buttons like family and they come back and say, I, I just said no, or I just walked away or I just left or, you know, nothing happened. And it's profound when you're left being there and there's nothing, you know, you're in, in a situation you think, well, shouldn't I be fighting right now? Shouldn't I be upset right now? Shouldn't I, wouldn't I normally be crying right now? And it's just not there. There's nothing to be triggered and you're left present and therefore at choice. So it's uh yeah. Uh, wonderful and and, and uh, profound to watch people, you know, come through in that way, and find themselves present in a situation where normally they would have reacted and uh, gone on and uh, been a, a unwanted behavior, and experienced an unwanted behavior. So yeah, right. Isn't that the gift of? I mean, I had to go through my traumas too, and use all my healing techniques on myself to know that they work, to get me where I'm at. And it is so satisfying to be able to do the work with other people and watch them heal and watch them become empowered and watch them shift and watch them glow. And <laughs> it yeah. is, it's um, not that it was fun going through any of it. It was, as I know you feel the same, it was horrible, but to be on the other side of it is so. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and help other people to 
give the information that you didn't have at that time and, right. and the way through that you didn't have at that time, that support maybe that we didn't have at that time. So absolutely, yeah. Right. Yeah. And I want to remind everyone, we've got some people in the chat, Lynn, Maria, if anyone who's listening, YouTube or Facebook, if you have any questions for Dane, you can type them into the chat and we, we'd be happy to do our best to answer them. Absolutely. Yes, yes. So tell me a little bit, you've got, you. what is your new book that you have coming out? So the book coming out in 2021 is called Unleash Your Genius, and it introduces the soul recognition process. And okay. once again, it's just a continuation from the NTHP work, but it goes into the empowerment aspect. So in the Reclaim Your Power to Create Your Best Life, I, I touch upon and talk about our power and how, you know, naturally automatically this higher consciousness our authentic self comes through but in the uh unleash your genius we get to connect with the archetypes and become fully self-expressed in all aspects of our being and just uh, learn how to feed ourselves in a more specific way so it's uh, just a continuation and it's it's natural and automatic it just occurs as you spoke about as we move from one level to another right. so and it's just about getting to know the next level, getting to know yourself at an even deeper level, even more profound level. <laughs> so you mentioned, you said there's four archetypes. One was the lover. What, what, what are the other three? So the lover, the warrior, the magician, and the sovereign. Okay. And the lover, as we, it's that beauty aspect that we all need. We all need that beauty whether it be touch, whether it be nature, flowers, or whether it be a bubble bath, those are just examples of what um, beauty may be and, and connecting to that within us, what lights our lover up. The magician is creativity, manifestation, playfulness, curiosity. So we all have that curious, playful side to us, the magician side to us, and even though you know we call these different things, everybody's uh, archetypes are different. So there's no, it's not just one way. It's you. It's specific to you. So that's the the um, magician, the warrior. I, I kind of use the example of working out as an example of the warrior, but that's a real physical example. Something like uh, getting your taxes done or account to us to get things done. You still have to get that warrior on and get her done. So we have that warrior aspect too, which, you know, needs exercising as well. And the last one is a sovereign, which literally means king or royalty or what have you. But this sovereign, this leader is not ruling with a uh, sword or an iron fist, none of that. I, the example I use for, for the sovereign is meditation. It is very wise and it knows the direction, and it is inclusive. And we have that inner guidance. We have that, that wisdom within us. And as we heal all aspects of, our, of these archetypes, they're all wise. They're all, you know, they all have their wisdom. They all become fully whole and, whole and healed. So you get guidance and direction from all of them. But these are different aspects and literally different characteristics. It's quite wild we actually take people to go and connect with and meet their archetypes and uh you know and, and you identify with them because they are you they are aspects of you so it's uh yeah it's pretty wild work it's awesome so the the connecting with the archetypes you say you take people to meet them is it is that like um a regression type thing that you're doing 
These parts are alive within you now. Okay. And, you know, we connect with these parts and there's a process that we go into. Okay. Uh, find out if they're male or female and we ask their names and ask, you know, if, are they healthy and fully self-expressed? And that's where the work begins with that, with that archetype. And that archetype is alive within you and you don't need to do anything. You know, if you ask the question, I'll show you how that they're there. And in that, as the, when the, you become whole, these all archetypes become whole, we bring them all together. And, you know, and we bring them all together inside of you. They're there anyway. It's just a ceremonial type of thing. And you get to literally see. Your, so it's just a guided meditation where you tell me what your archetype looks like. And then, you know, you walk towards that archetype and what do you see? What does it look like? And it's always a very cool experience mm-hmm. because it's an aspect of you. And, and you know, it's, it's one thing to do the cerebral work. It's another thing when we do the inner work and do the guided meditations where you get to actually connect with the child within you. You get to connect with the archetypes within you because, uh, you know, it's just something that really uh, has a lot of impact when we see them. So it's, uh, yeah, a really cool experience to do that. And this is just one of those things that I swear this process just flowed out of me and this is a part of it where I'd worked with uh, I've, uh, archetypes before so I guess that was part of my previous but the the process that has flowed through this that has been created is uh, uh, new as far as I know don't know it from anywhere else and it's awesome so well I love seeing a man do this work um because I've been on I've been a self-ascension intuitive counselor and healer for 11 years and I would say 98% of every workshop I've been at is women in doing the work. So, and I think this this kind of work is helping to bring more of the balanced feminine energy to the masculine. Got that right. <laughs> that compassion. The right brain. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And you know, the, the, what happens, this is a bit of a generalization, but what happens in a time of trauma is the right brain gets locked out. And what we're doing when we're doing this work is we're unlocking that and letting it out. And this, uh, I really appreciate this topic because the left brain, which is making sense of control, force in, in that sense, that's the, we call it the left masculine brain. The right side is the color, sound, imagination. It's the senses. It's called the feminine side, feminine brain. And that is what has been locked out. The irony is this part is the picture side. This is the power side. And this is what we're letting out. We're now moving into the uh, feminine, I can't think of the word, uh, you know, in, into the feminine aspect of our being now more so because we have been so left brain dominated. And part of this work, you know, what can happen through this work is, especially if somebody's going to get trained, I just want to assure you that your um the uh, past life stuff is going to come up and we still have so much stuff around religion in the Catholic church for sure. Mm-hmm. And about women being shut down. My biggest issue, the biggest issue I had to deal with in, in my work was being killed for empowering people as a female back way back in the day, whenever that was. Mm-hmm. So it's, we, you know, the stuff we have in us and when we do this work, we kind of, it, it it levels the playing field in regards to people we see that are successful and not successful. We just see that it's all just a jumble of programming. And we also, even color, we have all had many, many lives. 
and we are all in this together. So even though this lifetime makes us appear separate and different, not really the case. And as you can begin to heal inside and become whole inside, that is connect all these parts that have split off, you become a part of that whole and you know you're not separate. You know that nobody's separate in this yeah. world, not of this world. So, yeah. Yeah, we move closer and closer to oneness. Yeah. yeah. Oh, and, and I kind of missed, I got off topic there. And just the fact that, you know, the feminine is now coming back into its own, back into balance. And when we come into the world, we come in whole brained. This is from Betty Edwards, who wrote the book, uh, Drawing in the Right Side of the Brain, fantastic book. And she says at age, between age six and seven, a split starts to occur in our brain. And between the ages of nine to 10, an actual split occurs, we become left and right brained. And it just in me doing this work, I, I believe that our whole job is to come back to being whole brain or being whole again. So it's uh, quite the game we've signed up for. <laughs> it is. And we are figuring it out one step at a time. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. Well, I, this, this was great. It was so much fun to have you. Yeah here this evening and is there anything any any links or something i think i i have your links to your book and to your website and facebook um probably above or below this um is there any other connections or ways people can get a hold of you that you would like to share be yeah i don't i don't think so the uh uh danestevensonline.com and an extraordinarylife.ca and the book is on amazon and i think it's in Barnes and Noble. So that's all I can think of. Yeah. And any questions, by all means, uh, if you didn't ask it here, I get a chance to ask it here, uh, by all means, uh, send us an email, info at anextraordinarylife.ca. Uh, more than happy to answer any questions you have. Yeah. Okay, great. Well, I am glad you're doing this work, Dane. It's, it's great to have another um, fellow healer and conscious being on this path with me. So yeah. Uh, Thank you for being here. Thanks for having me, Jerry. I really, you're great. Wonderful talking with you. Thank you for having me on. Okay. Bye, everyone. Until next week. Thank you for listening in to Light Laughter and Lattes. It has been my honor and pleasure. Please visit jerryhab.wix.com and check out my services and my packages. I work with people in person and from a distance. And I also give free 15-minute consultations. And so until next week, may your week be filled with light, laughter, and a whole lot of love. <laughs>